Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Cheshire Matters. And this is your absolutely fabulous, totally and utterly intelligent and articulate pub landlord. Doesn't he go over the that top? Was, that was over the top. Flipping, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. Just a tab. <laughs> Trev, Trev, last week he was going on about the length of this podcast, and now we know the reason why. Yes. Well, it's because it's because I need to be able to talk about these things. Anyway. In the pub tonight, we have Stats. Say hello, Stats. Hello there. Oh, is that it? That's it. That's yeah, I'm it. only joking. I've got to say a massive hello to all our lovely listeners out there, haven't I? There you go with that wonderful, wonderful midnight caller voice. And now we're going to go on to the gazelle. Say hello, sir. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of Cheshire and elsewhere. And elsewhere. Oh, right. Okay. And to that man... As we always say, we call him 360. Not because he's an all-round kind of guy, but we're talking always about his waist. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, good evening, gentlemen. And how very special hello to all our listeners right across Cheshire on Cheshire Day. Ooh, Cheshire Day. Yes. Yes. Do you think you might be talking about that later on? Yes, actually, we will be. Yes, no doubt. Okay, the mute button is going to be primed. Super. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. All right. Okay. We move on to our usual, which is the roundup of the landlord's pick of the week for the stories that we've seen. Now, I don't know whether anybody has actually seen them yet, but you know the online laws. Has anybody seen anything about that? that- yeah. Well, I have to say that there are some pretty terrifying changes to those laws. I don't know which are going to affect free speech. They're supposed to enable free speech, but I think, uh, I don't know. But anyway, we can talk about that on a future program. Now, free speech to get legal supremacy. Dominic Raab unveils that plan. Well, do you think that we might actually pick that up? I think so. I think so. Dominic Raab. Council chiefs blew £12,000 on a woke bias board game. How about that? A council. Which council? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. It's got to be Labour, isn't it? <laughs> well, annoying Warrington. <laughs> We're getting our own monopoly. <laughs> that's what they spent the 1.7 billion on. That's yes, how they that's operate a lot of board board games. Games. <laughs> A lot of board games, that. And I can imagine that the energy, um, the energy would be cost quite a few. I can't even say for laughing. I should imagine the energy centre, whatever it's going to be called, will be worth a fortune. Is that the, <laughs> the energy company that everybody said due diligence was done? It was all done. Yes, it was. Of course. Well, right uh, further, further council's shame. Councils blow thousands sending staff to Cannes. How about that? To France. Now, What's for? Uh, Film festival. I don't know. To be honest with you, we can open up all of these things about councils. Now, those councils know who we are talking about. And as far as I'm concerned, we need to actually realistically open up a complete section on the show about the way that councils throughout the country waste money. I think that's a very good idea, but I'd like to throw in a little bit of a a curveball on that and also say, you know, we can highlight all the good stuff that's done as well. Indeed, indeed. It has to be balanced. We want to be balanced, don't we? We might need another. Yeah, we can be balanced, but it's not going to take long, is it? It won't be much of a balance, will it? <laughs> we might need an extra podcast every week to cover all this shenanigans. Might we? Yeah. Well, okay. What about Rishi Sunak's wife gets a £12 million dividend from the Russian-linked IT firm? What about that? Yeah, she must be worth it. Well, I think it'll help pay her electricity bill. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Elon Musk admits he's lonely after his split with Grimes. Oh. Now, perhaps he might actually send himself off into space just for a bit of me time to think about it. Oh, yeah. That's a thought. Government paid firm linked to Tory Pier. $122 million for PPE bought for $46 million. Now, you know who that is, don't you? It's Baroness Moan. Moan? Yeah. Mm. The bra lady. All oh, right, yeah. I okay. thought it was Brighton Pier. <laughs> Everybody been following about the stories unfolding about P&O ferries? Yeah, I've been watching yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that is just disgusting. Do you know that the guy, the you know, the, the head of P&O uh, over here... Is it Heppelford, Heppel White, Heppel whatever, you know? Heppel Duda, yeah. Heppel Duda. Well, he's now turning out to be the most hated guy uh, in the United Kingdom for what he did to those people. I mean, it's just it's just disgusting. The hire and refire, or refire well, and has hire. He, has he gone above Matt Hancock, has he? <laughs> He is the most hated guy in the country at the moment. Twitter disgusted at the Oscars $140,000 gift bags. And they said that the cash would be better given to help people. I think that those bags should be helped to get over to those people in Ukraine. What the hell was in them? $140,000. What was in them? Sorry, $140,000 worth of gifts. It's only a posh food bank. What about Kenneth Branagh? He wins the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay for Belfast. What a great film. I mean, did you see any of the snippets of it? I'm going to go see it. I want to go see it. Phil Collins stands with Genesis bandmates as band play final show. That's it. Say kiss goodbye to Genesis. It's gone now. Yeah, I could hear that coming in the air. <laughs> All right, first party gate fines for 20 government revelers who broke lockdown. Now that is a biggie. Boris is actually staying away from that. He's not asked, answering a lot of questions about it at all. How's he wriggled out of this? And it's Seriously. bouncing back. I can't, you know, if they broke the law, they broke the law. And he was there, wasn't he? And he was there. So where's this fine? Oh. <laughs> it's a joke, isn't it? You know, so I, Coming in the air tonight. <laughs> Boy George accused of plotting to defraud Culture Club bandmate. How about that? Not seen that one. Yep. It's it's in court at the moment. The drummer out of Culture Club. Oh, yeah, it was his boyfriend. Yeah, that's right. Yep, that's right. So, um, ex-minister calls for the UK to pull out Barmy, uh, pull out of... (laughs) (laughs) Barmy. Barmy Eurovision. Song contest. Who's pulled out? Sorry, there's an ex-minister wants to wants us to pull out of the Eurovision no, no Song Contest. No one would notice anyway. Well, Dave, we weren't in it. Why well, don't we well, enter? Well, oh no, I always have you in as a lineup to say that you're actually going to be a Eurovision entry. I think that's it, dear. Well, I think that's well, a good I, idea. I, I think that, that would justify. I think that would justify the nil point. What do you think? <laughs> that's, why that's why we're quitting. <laughs> It's about, it's nearly uh, £300,000 worth of investment that are made every year by the BBC into it. Seriously. What for? Well, for nil point. Because we never get anywhere. Oh, they can spend that on extravagant lunches instead. Oh, God. No, mm. there's so much that has gone on. 
I can honestly say something that's actually going to touch us down here is that the free parking for NHS staff working at hospitals is going to be axed on Friday. You're choking. That's no. appalling. That's that's yeah, happening we've, now. We've covered this before. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Well, and also, you have to know um, that uh, one sad part is the um, Shrewsbury maternity scandal, right, where there was nearly 200 deaths of babies yeah. and some mothers, which could have been avoided. And it's only now that the information is coming out. Only now. So how many more are like that? Well, and also... Just to finish on, what is the story that I'm picking on? Start. I think we could start any moment, Chairman. Jackie. Oh, yes, I remember <laughs> this. Now, I have to say, I'm going to mention this. Keep listening. Standing uh, orders of Hanford. But will you stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, will you listen to Jonathan? <laughs> By the orders. Well, apparently... Jackie Weaver did not have the authority as official reports have found. I said at the time she was out of order and all this celebrity status that she was getting was unacceptable because she was in the wrong. Well, it's too late now. She's famous. Jackie Weaver may not have had the authority because there's nearly £85,000 worth of public money has found that... She didn't have the authority, but there will be no follow-ups. How about that? So, so her actions actually cost the public £85,000. Yes. When so, we plan to start? <laughs> so there you go. So, uh, Standing orders of hand for... Start. Will you stop talking, Chairman? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do know. I do know. So there, there it is. So now she's going to be even more famous because people are going to say, well, she didn't have the authority. And she's going to go, that's right. <laughs> I just did it. Just like Boris does. I was just about to say that, yeah. yeah just like Boris does. You know? yeah. Simple as that. It's rubbing off. Anyway, let's move on to the first story of the evening, which is the first national. And this is to be led by Stats with that midnight caller voice. Go ahead, Stats. Thank you very get much. The, get right up close to the mic. Right up, come right up Hello, close. ladies. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> yeah, today I'd like to discuss the government's proposed British Bill of Rights. Oh, Please. Yeah, yeah, which I'm sure has been in the pipeline since Theresa May. So, again, I'll believe it when I see it, but you can go and read about it on the government website. Now, the government are claiming it's part of their plan to combat wokery and really with the long-term plan of replacing Labour's Human Rights Act. So if we look at the government website, it says the Bill of Rights will make sure a proper balance is struck between individual rights, personal responsibility and the wider public interest. It will strengthen the role of the UK Supreme Court. Didn't really want to see that, to be honest. But Okay. Yeah. Specifically, the Bill of Rights will retain all the rights currently protected under the Human Rights Act 1998, empower domestic courts to apply human rights in the UK context, provide greater clarity regarding the interpretation of certain rights, such as uh, the right to respect for private and family life. That's going to overlap, isn't it, into internet security and data yep, protection. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the safeguard, safeguard the vital protection for the right to life and absolute prohibition on torture abroad. It says they also want to protect our armed forces from human rights claims for actions taking place overseas, which is odd because there's 
veterans being prosecuted in this country for things they've done. Yeah, they're hounding them. They're hounding them. Yeah, I mean, this is this. It's quite extensive. This, and we could probably go on for hours. So we'll just deal with the free speech aspect of this. So according to the Deputy Prime Minister, Dominic Raab, free speech will be given legal supremacy over other rights to stop debate from being eroded. Now, what's that going to do for, in, in the legal profession? Because free speech is what triggers libel actions. Correct. But this is worrying because he told the mail effectively free speech will be given what will amount to a trump card status in a whole range of areas. Now, again, sounds promising, but in a whole range of areas. Which areas? I'm pretty certain, I'm pretty certain it won't be criticism of the government, will it? Or going against the, you know, the current state narrative. Yeah. In my opinion, only total free speech is free speech. So what are these areas? I think this is a bit of a minefield. When they leave those areas open, then that's where the law actually exploits the loopholes and you get Correct. the magic circle coming in and making huge amounts of money exploiting those loopholes. And that's what happens. And quite simply, people will get away with things. So when they come out with these things to actually say, this is what we're going to do for free speech, the actual proof of the pudding is in the eating. It's in the detail, the fine detail. Because we're not going to be able to go on and have completely free speech. Let's, we're not going to, are we? It's because a soundbite. It's a soundbite. What about freedom of expression? I know this. it's saying it's going it, to it'll ensure all the rights from the Human Rights Act, which that is in there. But when you look at the uh, Malicious Communications Act, yeah. that is a major danger to our free speech. Yeah, I get it. I can't see that being dealt with. I can see, I can see the gazelle. Infringement. I can yeah. see the gazelle frowning over there. Okay. Mm. Yeah, this has been going on for years. They've been whittling away, whittling away at the media. You know, the social media. Yeah. I've experienced it myself. I've been in jail more than uh, Charles Bronson on, on Facebook. <laughs> it just makes this a bit hypocritical, doesn't it? it yeah, yeah, it makes it totally hypocritical because I've just, you pass a comment and you're in jail for 24 hours. Wait a minute. Are we dealing with and consorting with a social media convict? Criminal, yes. That's right. <laughs> I own up to that, yeah. But it, it was for good reasons, but they didn't, they said it, you know, anything you mention about did you know mm. you're off oh i was off it long before that i know <laughs> yeah i'm an outcast <laughs> well no, but what what worries me is it says things like they're gonna uh, secure the right to privacy but they're the worst for this electronic surveillance oh yeah you know what i mean and then you've got i mean i'd like to see things in it like uh english mps voting on english matters yeah yeah i'd like to see uh well in simple terms a legal way to prosecute the government and the likes of the police for attempting and to get support for doing so if you can't afford it. Well, that was I was going to say the prevention of lawfare, basically. You know, simplify and cheapen the process to defend and challenge the police and government in court. Because at the minute, you just can't, can you? No, it's, it's too ex it's too expensive. I know exactly what it's like. You know, because I'm in litigation with some of the major publishers, and sorry, the the PRS right now. And quite simply, I have to go through processes which are, in actual fact, costly. Oh, I can imagine. To actually get turned and make a point. And I can remember passing comments about the PRS making really severe losses because of a mistake that they made in distributions. And then the next minute, they, they absolutely told one of, their, one of their Magic Circle solicitors to go get him. 
go get him. Right? And they did so much to try and threaten you and say what they were going to do. And basically, nothing happened. They didn't want somebody in court that actually knows what they're talking about. Anyway, Steve, go ahead. I just want to add uh, something into the mix here, which is this. If we're going to have... Uh, don't get involved in the mix, because I'm the guy that deals with the mix. All right? Oh, he doesn't have to get carried away. <laughs> the fact is, if we're going to have controls over speech, does it mean we're also going to have controls on the idea of actually asking legitimate public questions on social media to public organisations? Yeah. Right. That's so, a good point. So good point. it's very serious, this, because are we going to close down effectively open debate and legitimate questioning of what takes place in our society? That's the big issue for me, because does it mean you're going to be perceived as somewhat awkward or one of the terms that's frequently used to uh, portray campaigners or people who question things is a, a term which is now frequently used which is vexatious. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you start raising things that they don't like, then all of a sudden that word is brought up. It's a legal Mark. term. It, yeah. You know what's I like, Steve, going back and but you know what's funny is that the raving on about like we want to protect free speech. But I've watched certain politicians this week not even be able they're too scared to actually define what a woman is. I know. That is just incredible. So they censor themselves. While promoting free speech. Yeah. Yeah, not no. doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make no, sense. None of it does. Well, but I just want to say something here, which is quite important, which is we, we talk of free speech and we talk of expression and we talk of a free society. Um, and we also talk of uh, privacy that was mentioned earlier. But we're one of the most, if not the most, surveilled nation on the planet here. Yeah. True. You know, There's with cameras everywhere. All sorts of things. Facial recognition is appearing everywhere. Your phones, your mobile phones, any words can get triggered. Lots of different things. Now, the point is, you know, do we really have free speech? Do we really have free exp expression? No. No. And, you know, well, are, are we going to be able to question public authorities? Well, Ah, now that's something that we're gonna we're gonna come on to, and I'm, I'll go to Mark immediately. But I just want to plant something in everybody's mind right now. Has anybody noticed that a lot of this new legislation is actually tying in with each other? So Rob's talking about free speech. Nadine Doris is headlining the um, online internet issues. There's a lot of things going on in the background, and I think they've joined up the dots here to start actually involving so many different facets of the way that people express themselves in this country that there is going to be some form of suppression. Right, Mark, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they're looking at the freedom of press. Okay, I agree with that. But nowhere does it mention um, the likes of your citizen journalism or people who aren't regarded as mainstream press. Yep. Now, I think we should also be making them not discriminate. Yep. For instance, you won't see people on BBC who've got certain political persuasions. I think that needs dealing with too. So yep. Not just the freedom of the press, but the freedom of the people to be on the press and speak freely. Okay, Steve? Yeah, first of all, uh, on that quick point Mark has just made, um, at, in terms of bias, media bias, that's now becoming very prevalent in the minds of the public. Okay. And they're acknowledging that in certain areas. 
But also, just going back to the idea of free speech, there are many people in this country, right, and I don't want to get into expressing my own views here because it's nothing to do with that. I'm simply going to raise this. There are many people in this country who hold certain views, yeah, very personal views, okay, and very, shall we say, traditional views, who, quite frankly, are unable to express their views and their firmly held beliefs yeah. because they would be accused of hate crime. Yeah, well, these are the other so, things. So these, it is suppressed. These are the, I, I'm looking to see how the government are going to join all the dots up because it's too coincidental the way all these different things are coming up and what people are talking about. And they sound like sound bites, which to the public will say... They're That's fighting. Great. They're That's fighting great. for free speech. Go ahead, Mark. I think there's just a lot of vocal sound oh. about fighting woke, but it, but they're not actually really doing anything. But we'll see. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Mark. I mean, what's this bill for? Is it to try and claw back some free speech? That's because what you would think, but it isn't really, in my view. It's about removing Labour's Human Rights Act. Really? Yeah. Yeah, this because has been in the pipeline we've, since we've lost May, yeah. the free speech. Yeah. Nobody can deny that. You, 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 you've got to be careful with it. Anything you say whatsoever, you, 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 you straight away you're vilified. They tried to silence. They tried to silence historical figures. David Livingstone is now being attacked in Glasgow. Now they're they're looking to take the statue, you know, down because they think it's a bit suspect. Go ahead, Mark. Look, I think we've we already have laws and freedoms given to us by our ancestors, by our institutions, and our constitution. We have the English Declaration of Rights, which in turn led to the English Bill of Rights. We have the Coronation Oath taken by the Queen. All of these protect our laws, customs and liberties. And the Bill of Rights specifically mentions free speech. I think we just need to improve on the laws we have already, not bamboozle the legal system with more laws, because we've spoken about this previously. Yeah, yeah. And this government have implemented so many laws. I don't really think courts and the CPS, I don't really know what's going on anymore. But ultimately, I don't really trust this government to decide what free speech is. While they simultaneously attempt to limit protests and heavily regulate the internet. And I just don't trust them to create this Bill of Rights after what I've seen them up to the last couple of years. I agree. I've got no faith. Did I get that wrong? Was it David Livingstone? Because he was a missionary, wasn't he? Was it who was the guy that said Livingstone, I presume? Yeah. Was he the was it was it Stanley Livingstone? I can't remember. I'm sorry if I've got that wrong. But he was a Scottish yeah. he was a Scottish um you know adventurer. Just put just put him down as Mr. Livingstone. Mr. We know, know you Okay. In a nutshell, our freedoms and that have already been decided. Yeah, I get it. And we've got the mechanisms to protect them. We just need to. Well, is anybody any other comments to make on that? No, not particularly, because we all feel suppressed. Well, we could literally go <laughs> suppressed, through, yeah. oppressed, <laughs> depressed, and repressed. I think this is probably something we should come back to for a special, really. And I we do. Can, we can I, delve I'd into agree with that, all actually. the aspects because yeah. we've only really spoke about the free speech aspect, but this this bill goes into so much more. So I, I'd add to that, Mark, uh, because you and I very much share a passion for our Bill of Rights and Constitution, Magna Carta, etc. And I think we should do a special on that because that's where our fundamental rights and privileges emanate from. And I really do think that we should make the British public more aware of that. It should be taught in British schools massively. It's not even taught to legal professionals anymore, really. It's appalling. No. Oh, do you know, it's just too much, isn't it? It needs to be attacked. The wokery all needs to stop. 
people should be able to speak as they find without fear or favor. Again, a quick point. The last time we spoke about this, about people wanting to pull our statues down and lots of other things surrounding our history and our heritage, we brought to the fore the fact that the last time this was attempted, it costs an awful lot of people their lives. Yep. When you seek to eradicate history, you seek to eradicate a heritage and its people. It's a dangerous path. Yeah, dangerous. Um, I, I have to uh, sort of correct. I've just remembered now, right? The guy's name right, that actually met David Livingstone was Henry Morton Stanley. Just remembered. Stanley. And he located the mission, the missionary, <laughs> right, phone, David Livingstone. There you go. <laughs> And I, and I, well, I, I, I think, again, I, I mean, I don't want to, you know, push aggression or anything like that because we've, we've all seen what Will Smith did this week. But I sort of suggest that we start a game called Wacka Woke. So if, <laughs> if basically, if, if we get this, somebody coming out with this ridiculous woke stuff, just slap them. Do you think that was real? Because people have been dissecting it, and, yeah. he, and he looks like he's leaning forward and tensing up before he even gets slapped. Yeah, it's I a don't bit, know. It might as well have been. It, it may as well have been handbags at dawn. To be quite frank, it's not really a, a proper blokey thing. Well, it was, no, it wasn't. It, it was. A, it was an open-handed slap in these neck of the woods in the north. That's normally referred to as a bitch slap. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, I'm sorry to put it that way, but that's... And you don't take them lightly, do you? No, 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 no. Anyway, we're going to move on, and Trevor is going to lead on this. It's the International Public Figure of the Week. Every time we do another show, we keep on introducing new things, so I think it's just because we get bored and we're just going to do other things. So International well, Public Figure of the Week is going to be... Thank you, Jonathan. It's going to be Donald Trump. And I think that we're quite inventive, and it's not that we're bored, it's just that we're inventive and we can't stop creating. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's what it seems to be. Yeah, Donald Trump, remember him? Oh, yes. Well, Donald Trump sues Hillary Clinton over allegations she tried to rig the 2016 presidential election. Ooh. Old time. The lawsuit, which contains 108 pages, was filled in, federal, it was, sorry, filled, filed, in a federal court in Florida on Thursday. Donald Trump. Big gap. Big gap. <laughs> I'm leaving that, that in. Now, is it? Donald Trump, I'm going to leave gap. that in. I'm not going to take that out. I'm going to leave that I've in. I've left that big gap because that's, uh, if, if people don't know the, the technical side, we can the then pause, edit it. The pause for effect. <laughs> and a bear walked into a bar. He said, can I have a pint of lager? He said, buy the big pause. Right. Donald Trump. <laughs> has sued his former U.S. presidential election rival, Hillary Clinton, Clinton, Clinton. And, and several other Democrats, Clinton. alleging oh, how that, they, that they attempted to rig the 2016 vote by tying his campaign to Russia. It comes as Mr. Trump continues to claim that his 2020 election defeat to current president, Joe Biden, was as a result of widespread fraud. Ooh. Yeah, in the documents, it alleges that acting in concert, the defendants maliciously conspired to weave a false narrative that their Republican opponent, Donald Trump, was colluding with a hostile foreign sovereignty. Ooh. Mr. Trump said he for he, he forced to incur... Can you not read your own writing? No, it's all scribbled <laughs> down. I must have lost it. He's, he, he forced to incur expenses in an amount to be... 
determined at the trial, but known to be in excess of $24 million. Oh, you knew that was coming. It's oh, got to be a biggie. It, it's around £18 million pounds and continuing to accrue via defence costs, legal fees, etc. Pocket change to these billionaires. These people, of course it is, yeah, and somebody else will pay it anyway. The former president has several defendants in his lawsuit, including a former British intelligence officer, Christopher Steele. The dossier written by Steele was made public before November 2016 election. He set out unproven assertions that Russia had an embarrassing had an embarrassing information. Ooh. Yeah. Now representatives of Ms. Clinton, why did you say Ms. Clinton? Did not respond to a request for comment. That's because Mr. Clinton no longer wishes to be associated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. And that's the one that he won. Oh my god. So what's God. going what's going come up, come mm. up about twenty twenty one? I wonder. Well that's wonder. interesting. Thank you very much for that. I, it is very ironic, welcome, isn't it? The way they keep... accused him of being a Russian spy and rigging elections and <laughs> I think it might have been the other way around all along. Yeah, could have been could have been could have been popping back, didn't oh, it? Yeah. Right. Good, good now good I know that we switched things around. Yes, you did throw us out of sync. We didn't I did. know what was going on. Shut up, you. And do you want to be muted or what? We okay. don't really care. Uh, oh, Wednesday. don't you? Okay, no, okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, there we go. Finished. We've got, we got more time to speak now, Trev. <laughs> that, that's the end of uh, Steve's free speech. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You've been curtailed. Hurry up with that bill of rights. <laughs> you, you can only come through on the bleed of the other mics. Oh, that's yes. it. But every, it's oh, oh, keeps popping back in season. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Don't mess with the man. Okay, here we go. Right. <laughs> He's the mafia of microphones. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually true. Power. The power's gone to my head. So we're on the local now. Yeah, we're on the local. But it ties in as well with um, Steve's. What Steve's going to be saying, okay, with Cheshire. Cheshire Day. I contacted Louise Gittens over the three councillors in Blaken. And I texted her to ask her, you know, if she would... I reached out to her to see if she would have a conversation. And she didn't respond at all. Now, if you remember, I discussed you know, on last week's podcast with you guys about the response that we received from Trish Richards. And we found it to be unacceptable. This was to do with the... Uh Bin add-on tax, is it? Yeah, correct. And and her viewpoints on not only the bin tax, the proposed rubble tax, and also we sought an assurance for Blaken residents, as elsewhere, um, about uh, vulnerable services correct. to to people uh, being protected from this kind of remit being brought in as an additional optional extra charge. That's right. So my concern is for like disabled kids, transport, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So. I what I did was I checked to see if there were any further responses from either Carol Garn or the other councillor right, in Blaken. There were none. Now then, I actually pointed the parts in the podcast which I thought were relevant to Councillor Gittens, and she has not responded. So. Go ahead, Mark. So you've contacted three of uh, Stephen, who's the resident of Blake, and three of his councillors. Yeah. We called three of them. None of them were willing to speak. Not really. We emailed 
the three of them. Only one email back. And now you've followed up with the leader of the council and they have an email back. And they have an okay, email just back. trying to figure out where we are now. That's it. So that's the, the present situation. The now, yeah. now, it's not that I want a confrontation, but if there is no consensus on the points that are being made, what I think that we should do is that we should make this information available in a physical way to residents within Blaken. And I think that what we should do is we should actually go out and actually maybe deliver leaflets with information about what's actually going on and what our findings are, because it's not just about those things in Cheshire West. Because the point that we were making, the serious point, was that quite simply, if a council is being run by a very small group of people, and the councillors are not sufficiently well-versed in what they're actually voting for or are not admitting to certain things and just voting with the whip, then that is not reflecting the true needs of the residents that voted them in. It also doesn't represent them. No. Now, I just want to say something here. In my view, I suspect, I, I think there's a little bit of panic possibly at the council. And I actually think that, to be fair, uh, the council leader, Louise, is probably wondering what has caused the attention here and is probably wanting to know what's going on. So I think our point is this. We simply want to engage with everybody and likewise everybody else does. Residents, whoever they are, when they ask a question and want to engage, it should be equal and fair to everybody. Now, remember now, this links back to the original story that um, Stats brought up about freedom of speech. That's right. See, the issue we've got here is, in 2009, a district judge ruled that there is no legal duty for an MP to properly represent their constituents. So if that applies to councillors and, and such like, then uh, if representatives have no legal duty to represent their constituents, then what's the actual point of the whole system in the first place? That's right. And when was that? In what, 2009? 2009, yeah. He ruled that there is no legal duty for an MP to properly represent their constituents. Well, that's not that, that goes completely against the, the Nolan principles. The whole point of it, yeah. It does, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It does. Can I jump in here? Because yeah. I think this is very important. I have to say, and I'm going to be perfectly honest here, when we had a couple of new councillors in Blake, and I thought, okay, you know, this is great. Um, and I had a little bit of hope for them, actually, because I thought they seemed very, very nice people uh, with genuine intent. Mm -hmm. And I still do actually believe that. I do feel, probably like a lot of people, that when any councillor, whoever they are, whatever political party refuses to respond and engage, yep. then... That's not only disappointing, it raises the question, I have to say, as most people would, then why did you want to stand as a councillor? Yeah. You know, let's, let's be straight about it. I think, looking at this, I think what we should do, and me and Warrington as well, we should start putting together, with this being highlighted, yeah. particularly after the last couple of episodes that we've done, that these councillors are completely... Just ignoring their genuine job. questions. Genuine questions as well. And I think we should do a little survey. Maybe so, because I know I've been contacted in Warrington lots of times 
about these councillors in Warrington, not even returning emails to genuine questions yeah. from the constituents. I think we should do a little survey, maybe around Blaken, yeah. as an exercise. Oh, we should go out. We should go out to different areas. Yes. Right? And and doorstep people, talk to people, and actually get their views and broadcast it. And see if they've had a problem after they've asked questions to their local representatives. Yeah. I.e. if they've been ignored. Yeah. What we could do is ask people to name their local councillors, first of all, see if they know who they are. Yep. And secondly... Sometimes they don't know, because no, I know, it's, it's I, I know I've been around the town, I've been around the town and I've watched uh, Phil McCann at certain times ask people, who's your MP? And they'll go, um, uh, uh, well, I don't know. A very important point here is this, and I've raised this before, as we all have, I'm sure, on a previous show, which is this. Now, we're talking about a specific set of subjects here about extra charges on the council tax and things like that. Let's just imagine the email that was sent was from somebody in a housing situation potentially struggling and facing eviction, needing help. Needing help. Or something similar. Yep. The big question is, and if you wanted to actually look at it from the bigger picture, are you really being represented by the people that you vote for? No, Mark, you're not. Well, yeah, I can I, get it. I don't think so. I mean, we had one reply out of all the attempts to communicate, and it basically said they vote with the party line, the party, yeah, the whip. party whip. So if they're failing to communicate and then it, they're all voting on a party whip, what, what, again, is the point of the whole system? Everything's then done for the sake of political parties, not residents. Yeah, and, and the party... Up top, the thing nationally. Is, even when the residents get a say why by way of like a heavily weighted questionnaire, the results are normally ignored or manipulated to support the council's policy anyway. Yeah. I just don't see which this. Needs, this isn't real Which, which actually really needs to be fleshed out. It does. Go ahead, Steve. Well, an important point here that Mark is sort of touching on was when the green bin tax was being proposed, okay, this new charge, this £40 a year, there was a very extensive consultation taking place by the council with the public and the public overwhelmingly expressed that they didn't want it but the council still voted for it to go through anyway well that's the way that these things are manipulated so what they do is they actually say this is the policy that we want to bring in and then we find justification for what goes out to the public and we'll draw whatever facts we require in order to do that. Now, that is not democracy. And I think that actually the people in Cheshire West, in a lot of ways, are being cheated because their views are not really being represented. Go ahead. They're not. Well, if we take councillors at their own word, Tris Richards' own words are, I love serving the community as part of Team Blaken. It appears some people aren't in that team, are they, Steve? Well, not everybody is. Um, you know, I could go at length on that. Um, I'm going to say something now. It's very relevant to what Mark has just said. If you can name another person in Blaken, which is a community of around 16,000 people, I was stopped, very serious point this, I was stopped by historic councillors, right? Historic councillors? Previous councillors, for a period of I thought you were going to say hysterical. <laughs> well, <laughs> they weren't very hysterical to me. 
I was prevented for a period of around five years from being able to speak at local community meetings yeah. and have the same five minutes at the front of the floor to speak on a given subject in the same capacity as everybody else. So if anybody says to me that elements, and I have to use the word elements of the Labour group, are inclusive, they're not all. No. It's can, time it changed. I can, I can go with that. Go ahead, I think Mark. you're only part of Team Blaken if um, they don't disagree with your political views. Or you agree with theirs. Exactly. To everything that's going on. To everything Otherwise that's going you're not, on. You're not part of the team. Isn't that a little bit discriminatory? Well, as it is, we go, it, and let's make it clear right, to the Labour councillors, it's not just them. We're taking a very close look at the Conservatives as well. And a big point that I want to make to all these councillors, I want to know how many of these councillors that are voted in are actually DBS checked. Mm, there's an interesting I want to know how many of them are DBS checked and also in particular portfolios, especially in education, are, do they have enhanced checks? I'm fully DBS enhanced everything. I was cleared when I stood as a parliamentary candidate in full. I have no spent or indeed unspent convictions whatsoever. Well, I only own up to the crime of being good looking and intelligent. Well, I'm sorry, that's going to be challenged straight away because I am the official pin up for checking matters. Okay, and uh, let's get a wind up on that. You know, let's move that on. And we're going to go on to Cheshire Matters every day as opposed to just Cheshire Day. All right, well, this is going to be with you, Steve. Don't make it too long because we've got to get on to. Um, the shout-outs, the shout-downs, and the quotes, and the all the rest of the stuff. You know, get on with it. Okay, thanks for that, Steve. All right, let's move. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah, what for Lawrence Trevor? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Just wrapped it up. Cheshire Day, that's great. Okay, moving on. Cheshire Day, well, Cheshire day, day. is going to be a day long because it's called Cheshire Day. So this feature is going to go on for a bit. Oh, that's unique. <laughs> right, are you ready? Yeah, I got the pillows out. Right, <laughs> today... Um, <laughs> Go on. So I just thought I'd leave a gap. <laughs> oh, you said, what, what, for like sort of you know, real yeah. seriousness? Uh, Go ahead. When, when you actually stop taking a breath, which hopefully, you know, will be for a period of time, could have a foot applied to your throat to help the matter, but that's another story. Anyway. No, 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 Will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. There's love amongst brethren here. Oh, now, gosh. Don't say that word. Can we crack on here? Go on, then. Right. Now, I saw a post by a Blaken councillor on social media. Here we go. Right. They'll think you're being vexatious, you know. No, I just... It's it's actually... Um, I take my hat off on the subject matter itself, but then I'll come to a couple of little side points. You're not wearing a hat. First of all, today is Cheshire Day, Right. And the post was to do with, uh, on the 30th of March, 1300, two days after the final reissue of the Magna Carta, King Edward I confirmed a Charter of Liberties for Cheshire. The Charter remained in place until the 1530s, when Henry VIII abolished it as part of his move to bring universal laws to his kingdom. Councillor Louise Gittins, leader of Cheshire West and Chester Council, said, Happy Cheshire Day. The day will be marked by the Lord Mayor of Chester, Councillor Martin Delaney, and Chair 
chairman of Cheshire Western Chester Council, Councillor Bob Rudd, raising the county flag in Chester Town Hall Square. Now, I'm coming to this because it's a very serious point. And I'm Everything's to... very serious point with him, isn't it, Trevor? It is. I've noticed that. I've just I seen it pointing again then. Mark, isn't it serious? Very serious. Yeah, yeah go ahead. It's well, a very serious point. Go ahead. Check this. Check. Right. <laughs> Bearing in mind, right, the talking here about laws. The yep. county of Cheshire, right, and our laws in this land. Now we have the Labour group, a member of a party that wanted to abolish everything that this country is and sell it out down the river in full to the European Union. Yeah. Right? So these people are part of a party who were in pursuit of federalism, which was consigned to the bin by the public back yep. in 2016. In 2016, now, you're quite right. I see, first of all, two points. Our laws should be made in this country, right? And we took back control from the European Union. Yep. Now, to see members of a party shouting about our history and our heritage at local level who wanted to sell it out, I find that somewhat hypocritical, to say the least. Our county under the plans of the European Union, would never have existed if those plans had continued because the European Union had divided England up into 12 regions. The county of Cheshire would no longer have existed like every other county, right? It's as simple as that. And now these people are wanting to be seen raising the Cheshire County flag. I'm going to say this on behalf of every guy in this room today. It was people like us who went on the road for years against the backdrop of vitriol yeah. and ridicule to defend, the ver to defend the very heritage that this country is yeah. and return it home to the people. So I am not having people who wanted to sell it out in full now wanting to claim to be patriotic and celebrating our local yeah, history. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can go with that. Go ahead, Mark. I think what the council are doing, I might be wrong, I might be right, is using a historical event to promote Cheshire now, its businesses and what's going on in yeah. Cheshire now. They're not going to go through anything in the past and celebrate that, are they? No, not we'll, really. We'll see. Well, well, no, that's I, my take on it anyway. Well, my, my other point is this, which is back in 2015, it was the 800th anniversary of Magna Carta. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see any overzealous um, celebrations of it back then. In fact, a group of uh, people, including myself, tried to present the council at the time with a huge framed copy of Magna Carta, and they declined it. When it suits them, Steve. Yeah, when it suits them. All right, well, okay, we've had that. We've had the, the discussion about Cheshire West and the councillors of Blaken. We're actually going to be moving on to other councillors, and we're going to be doorstepping them to make sure that they actually know exactly what they're doing. And we could turn up anywhere at any time with any council and any councillor. Like Jeremy Beadle. Yeah, that's right. You remember we're that? going to Martini the council. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere, anytime, anytime any anyplace. place, anywhere. <laughs> I think that was in the wrong order, by the way. No. Doesn't matter. Right, any They'll place, anytime, the anywhere. Doesn't matter. Do you ever remember those commercials with Leonard Rossiter? A little bit before my time, to be honest, John. Oh, God. <laughs> no <laughs> way. <laughs> 
Well, you know what time it is. Now we're coming out for the shout outs and shout downs. Who's going to go first? I'm looking at stats. Yeah, I'll go first. Go ahead, I'm sir. I'm raring to go with this one. Right, I've got a shout down, and it's to Labour MP Kim Ledbetter. One of her constituents is still in hiding a year after he showed a cartoon to school kids. Apparently, according to her, he has her full support, and she's written to him a couple of times and claims that, but she claims, sorry, that she's been asked not to discuss the matter, while at the same time discussing the matter. Oh. Although a friend of the teacher has been on in the media this week and denied that they have spoken and denied the teacher has been asked not to discuss it. Now, seriously, Kim, if you want to support him, then defend your country's way of life for a start. Sort out your religious extremism in your area. Get your police to do the jobs properly. Don't allow religiously aggravated protests outside school, well, especially during lockdowns when other people are being fined for having family around for tea. What, you mean like Boris? Yeah, I'd say... <laughs> Yeah, I'd say grow a spine and a pair. Maybe remove the teaching staff who wouldn't even follow their own curriculum and uphold English values. We're not in Pakistan. Mob rule doesn't rule. Do you that's know? if you the can... Mob doesn't rule, right? That's if, right, you can say that only if you know right, that that person has a pair. Yeah, well, I'd bring, as I say, I'd bring in, bring in teaching staff. Yeah. I'll get you Bring in, bring in teaching staff who will teach freedom rather than be subjugated by Sharia law because this is setting another dangerous precedent by caving into religion. I thought blasphemy was a thing of the past. We progressed. Yeah. It appears the progressives are actually the regressives. Indeed. That's my shout down. Okay. Still going on a year later. Very All good. Acceptable. Very good. Sorry, finished. Okay. All right, Trevor, your shout out or shout down. Who is it? Who is it going to be? Go on, the gazelle. Well, my shout out is that simple. What, the fertilizer company that makes the grass that you eat? Oh, yeah. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> haven't we got any manifesto yet this week? Oh, wait, yeah, I can throw that in now if you want. Oh, can we do that? Yeah, we get that. That's this. funny. Yes. Let's go ahead. Yeah, we've got this one. I, I think I, I think Steve will like and this. And don't forget your shout you out. Always like him. I won't. I th- I, well, shout now is dead easy. It's Donald Trump because he can't keep that man down. <laughs> no chance. He can't keep that <laughs> Should man down. Should I just shout out? Really, That's brilliant. my shout out. Very, 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 very quickly. Though. And the Manic Festo. Go the ahead. Manic Festo this week. Yeah, it's, it's the, 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 the crackers. When are we going into Parliament? <laughs> <laughs> we will introduce into constitutional reform that your pets will get to vote. <laughs> Now, this is following the Labour Party's 16-year-old. So, he's a dog. So what? Go yeah, ahead. so. And the Labour Party said the 16-year-olds can vote, so our pets can vote. The so, if the vote. pets can vote, they can also be voted in? Of course they can. Well, there's a few of them in there already, isn't there? They just do go. <laughs> donkeys. Do we have donkeys as pets? Yeah, a few donkeys, <laughs> a few, few dogs. Now, with this, obviously, they'll need to be looked after. So, we will create a minister for pets whose first bill will be a dangerous politicians act. <laughs> <laughs> now, certain politicians... I'm joking, but it makes sense. <laughs> well, it, it does make sense. I'm telling you, certain politicians will not be allowed out unless on a lead and muzzle. I think you may have discovered some of their pastimes. Yes. And, <laughs> and some Tory MPs will obviously have to be neutered. <laughs> very good, very good. Well... I say we've come to, uh, you know, the landlord is going to reserve the right to uh, give a double shout down on the next, on the next show. And we are actually now, <laughs> excuse me, what's going on here? I think you might have missed 360. Uh, well, I was doing that on purpose. Oh, I was just making oh, it oh, so okay. he would come uh, Go on then. Right. Okay, you finished. 
<laughs> now, will you stop interrupting, for goodness sake, man? You wanna, you go on about how long this takes you to edit all this. Well, carry on, do it. Come on, Go man. on, get on with it. Come come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man, get on with the job. <laughs> come on, man. Right, for goodness sake, will you just stop? Okay, boo-boo. Your gaffer tape is gob. Right, my, I have two. One is a shout down. Why are you holding that paper so far away from because your eyes? Because I haven't eyes. got my reading glasses on. <laughs> Goodness sake. My shout down is to the Welsh government who refuse to distribute Platinum Jubilee booklets to all of the school children oh, in Wales. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Westminster of Furious. Now, the situation is, I understand, according to reports, is that the school's have to request them if they desire them. I think that's appalling. It's a very historic occasion this year for yep. our country as a whole. And, and it is it be, a whole. Wouldn't it be fantastic <laughs> for all of the kids in all of the schools right across the country to have the book, to have the book and a souvenir on a very historic occasion as a keepsake? That I is agree. appalling. I'm sorry. And my shout-out, a very quick shout-out, is... You might be surprised, but I am aware. Wait a minute, you've you had a shout have, down. You just skipped him in the first place. I know, you've had a shout down, and you've just done that, and you're going for a shout out as well. Yes. That's biting off more than you can chew. My, shout out, my shout out is to actually Cheshire West and Chester Council, because... What the, for? Shout out? Wait a minute. Got to let, let's <laughs> hear it out, man. Yeah. To be fair, and credit where credit's due, they do an exceptional job with children's services and disabled services so okay i'm gonna say that it's, it's very important all right okay so you got that one in that's all right See, he bite you know what he actually gets more than he should really i'm just ending the program now that's okay all right we're gonna go for the quotes you back off it goes to stats first go on okay I think I might have done this quote before, but here we go. Have you ever noticed that anybody driving faster than you is a maniac and anyone going slower than you is a moron? Ah. Very good. Okay, we're going to go to the Raven. The Raven. Oh, good <laughs> Go ahead. I have nightmares uh, on, on a Wednesday night after this. <laughs> My quote is, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Be a trailblazer in life. All right, okay. That's a snail. That's a snail, yeah. <laughs> snail. Hey, Mr. Slug, go ahead. Sorry, hey. Gazelle, go on. I think it's a bit of a statement, man. I asked the librarian where the books on engine lubricants were. She said they're in the non-friction section. <laughs> I bought a book once on how to improve my memory, you know. I, I can't remember where to put it. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> that, that is, that is bad. Well, as always, no. Thank God that's all over. It's gentlemen. It's been, it's been a pleasure. It's been yes. a turmoil well, for me. I think Steve you should leave the jokes to me in future. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah. yeah. yeah I'll go with that. <laughs> Stats well, has been practicing. <laughs> you know what can we say? Hey, listen. You know, I really, really did like doing that section on Cheshire West and Chester. Oh, We're yes. going to have to actually yes. go onto Cheshire East and really, absolutely yes. take a, take a good pop. The, the things that they're doing. Let's well, get Warrington as well. Actually, well, something oh, yeah, is being yeah, missed yeah, we'll by a lot of people, actually, because the council and the councillors are missing a point, which is this is actually an opportunity to showcase what they're doing and the, the stuff out there that needs to be addressed. Wait a minute. We're showcasing what they're not doing. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but it can work the other way. It, can, it, it gives them an opportunity to talk about the things that need addressing as well. Sorry. Well, we tried that. We tried that. It <laughs> I didn't think that work. new MP, that, that Tory man, he needs addressing. 